Jenny, what was for dinner at your house tonight? Um, Le Berger. What is that? Burgers. <laughs> oh, Le Berger. <laughs> it was I'm like, what easy, is that? Easy night. But yeah, uh, what do you have for dinner? Um, John took chicken breasts and cut them in half and then stuffed them with this cream cheese mixture and then oh. wrapped them in bacon and then put them on the barbecue. Oh my gosh. And then we had leftover Caesar salad from the weekend. Well, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it was all right. I liked it. That sounds really good. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so uh, maybe we'll talk about some other food stuff today. I mean, I'm down for talking about food any day. Me too. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive and overall your own best self. On today's episode, Jenny and I are going to talk about our habits around food, how we plan and prep and mostly eat, as well as some of our favorite go-to recipes. In You Win or You Learn, my win is exercise-related, and Jenny's Learn is related to her meditation habit. In Ooh, Me Likey, I'm loving a fun family-based activity that John and I participated in this past weekend, and Jenny is loving Lisa's mailing list, which I think is also related to our food theme today, is it not? It sure is. All right. So, in terms of our food habits, Jenny and I certainly don't have all the answers here, but we thought that you might find it helpful to hear what Jenny and I have in place in our lives when it comes to food planning, prepping, as well as some of our favorite go-to recipes. Jenny, why don't you start us off by filling us in on some of your food habits? Okay. So I will tell you what happens in our house. Okay. So we, in regards to planning, we... um, 90% of the time we plan our meals a week at a time, usually on the weekend or leading up to the weekend. We do a look through the fridge, which usually involves a bit of a clean out of the fridge as well of anything that needs to be out of there. Um, So we look through the fridge, we look through the freezer and the cupboards to see what we kind of generally have on hand. And we plan some meals that will use up some things that we have. Um, rather than buying more and kind of stockpiling tons of food. So we really are, we are trying so hard to not be wasteful and sometimes we're successful, sometimes not, but we map out our dinners. Um, once we pick what we're going to have on our family Google calendar and we have a a layer on there for meals. So we put them in on the day that we're going to have them. So this is a calendar that you share electronically between you and Jeff. Yes. And it's a family Google calendar. Yes. And we do this so that during the day, you know, like you can check anytime and see what you're going to have so that we're not, you know, say if it was just on our fridge and it was like, oh, I forgot what we're making for dinner so that you can kind of be mentally prepared for what you're going home to. Cool. Smart. Yeah. Um, And then we don't bother planning lunches or breakfast. We just plan dinners. Um, We then make our grocery list on that 
our groceries app that we talked about on our apps episode yeah um so that it's networked between the two of us and then usually one of us does the shopping not both and sometimes we use the click and collect service at the grocery store to order our groceries and then just pick them up because that's awfully handy too so the way that works is somebody goes around the grocery store and picks up everything for you and then you just go to the door and pick it up and you've paid for it online already yeah. That's so awesome. cool. I've never tried yeah. it before, but that's great. Especially if you have a busy life and kids and craziness, that would be awesome. Yeah. If we're feeling shy on time or just frankly don't feel like getting groceries and we're prepared enough, we will do that. It works out well. The best time I've ever done it was from the airport in Vancouver. I ordered my groceries. And when we were coming home from a trip, we swung by the grocery store on the way home and had all the groceries we needed for the week. Oh, smart. That's good. We did our meal planning and grocery shopping from the Vancouver airport. And it was great because we could just have that all done and ready to go and not have that after vacation kind of fog that can happen. But definitely cool. All that to say we, that's kind of the things that work for us in regards to planning. And I would say generally we pick a more complicated recipe for Sundays because that's when we have a bit more time to cook. But then through the week, we go with very, very simple things. If it's a busy week, we set the bar super low. Like, for example, breakfast for dinner, like eggs, toast, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that it keeps us out of that ordering out trap. But And as you're aware, you know what Tuesdays are at our house? Taco Tuesdays. Every freaking Tuesday. <laughs> um, Ethan freaks if we skip it, and he reliably will eat up his taco. So Taco Tuesday it is. All right. Well, tacos are great. I think tacos every day of the week are great. It is, And you've joined us for Taco Tuesday. I know. I love the Taco Tuesday at your place. <laughs> so how about you? How does the planning part work for you? Um, well, before I get into this, I do just want to say that when we're talking about anything to do with food habits, John and I go through really great seasons when we are both on this, like it's our jobs. And then we have lots of days where it's 7pm and we both look at each other and go, all right, what are we going to eat? So, yeah. yeah. So when I go through the following, know that this is my best case scenario when I'm really organized and well planned. And this is, I would guess more often than not, but it's not 100% of the time. So I would like it to be more often. And that's why it's good that we're talking about it. It just anytime we talk about something here on the podcast, it just gets me refocused. So I love that part of it. So if I can get John to sit still for 30 minutes on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday morning when we're having a slow morning, uh, we will go through our schedule for the upcoming week and see what is happening. And that's where we start our food planning. Because we often have something where I'm working late or we've got, we know we have a social thing happening or John's got something going on. And then I've found that in the past when I tried to do meal planning based on, oh, there's five days in the week, uh, these are the meals, then invariably something would happen or I didn't look at the schedule beforehand and then now we have too much food or it just doesn't work. So I start with what does our schedule for the week look like? And then I, and then I go from there. So I feel like that might be helpful for people if they're not sure how to start a meal planning process. Generally speaking, especially if you have a life where it's not the same every day like ours is, I sometimes work late, I sometimes don't, look at your schedule and then start from there. So uh, then, and then that helps to not waste any food as well. Yeah. So uh, just like you said, uh, we go, we take a look through the fridge, freezer, cupboard to see what there is. And then Mm -hmm. we start off uh, from there. Um, our neighbor, George, interested, introduced us to the uh, term musco. So we said to George, he's 88, George, what are you having for dinner tonight? Oh, we're having musco. 
And I'm like, well, what does that mean? He's like, it's got to go. It must go. Nice. <laughs> so that's what he calls the leftovers. So that's a neat way for us to think about our must go. So the must go, we get sorted out first. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Once we know what our plans are for the week, then we decide what we feel like eating and we like sort of plug in the recipes. And yeah. we sometimes just go to our standards that are easy things that we do, just like you're describing. We don't have Taco Tuesday every Tuesday, but we have some fairly simple things that we do on the regular. Um, and sometimes that's just a meat and some veg that the meat's cut yeah. up in the veg. And sometimes we add feta to it or maybe some salad dressing and it's all warmed up and it's like a stir fry of sorts with some meat and some veg. That's a go-to for us at least once a week. And then we don't have to plan it. We just throw in whatever's in the fridge veg-wise, add some meat, and then um, maybe some feta for some salty goodness. And then that's, and then Bob's your uncle. Um, But if we want to do some planning, John... Uh, Just a note. What? Bob's actually my (laughs) father-in-law. Well, he could be your uncle, and he's probably somebody's uncle. Sure. Um, So what John loves to do, and I find this so entertaining, he loves looking through Pinterest at recipes. Like this is when he's bored, I see him and he's scrolling through Pinterest looking for recipes and then he saves them and he has files of recipes on Pinterest. So then when it comes time for us to decide on something, he'll be like, I saw the perfect recipe on Pinterest and pull it up. Oh my gosh. Which I think is great. And then... uh, so that's, that's cool. And I will sometimes Google recipes and I usually Google whatever I'm thinking about with the word paleo in it. And the reason I do that is because then I'll know it's gluten-free. And yeah. um, for me, that's important. So uh, that's a, a tip. If you're looking for something that's pretty healthy and usually pretty close to real food with less ingredients, a paleo recipe is usually that. You can okay. always, you can always um, dabble around and look for that. Cool. Um, I guess that's part of it, probably it in terms of uh, planning. That's, okay. um, you mentioned groceries as part of your planning. So I, I put it in prepping, but so for groceries, uh, I started using that app that you mentioned the, what is it? The grocery app, our groceries, our groceries. I haven't got John hooked up to it, but it's really cool oh. to even have it on my phone. That's the whole brilliance of it though, is the networking. Well, and it's so rare that John would go on his own anyway, because usually it's uh, me that does the groceries, but I can see gotcha. how it would be brilliant just in case, you know, he's he somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I do love it because then I don't have to have a list that I've written on a piece of paper that I'm using a pen to cross off. I can just touch the screen and my phone is just sitting on my grocery cart as I go around the grocery store. So that's cool. And do you want to hear something really cool about that app? I might have already told you this. What is it? But you can put in recipes like are that are regular things and all you do is hit the recipe and it puts all the ingredients on your list so you don't have to go one by one for each ingredient yeah because there's a we call it like canned chili that we make that's yeah. basically seven different cans and then a seasoning packet and it i put it all in there and so if i just hit the chili button bam it puts all the different canned things we cool make. So, it is a neat yeah. app i like it I, i've yeah. been having fun with it so generally speaking, on Saturdays um, or Sundays, I like it when John goes with me. We'll go to the market or to the grocery store and get all of the ingredients for the whole week. And sometimes you'll have something that's fresh or that you don't want to have on hand for a long time before the recipe. So in yeah. those cases, we'll pick it up the day before or the day of. But yeah. other than that, we'll have everything that we need for the week. We don't usually plan breakfasts or lunches either, but John... Mm-hmm usually gets something and this sort of comes into prepping he usually gets something that he gets prepped for the week for his lunches yeah so we'll talk about a little bit more about that in the prepping but in terms of uh the planning that's pretty much it for me nice so we're gonna move on to prepping so that's uh let's bring it back to you girl okay so 
I would say in regards to prepping, Jeff is really good at this, and he routinely cooks up his lunches for the week on Sunday. He will barbecue a ton of chicken and portion it out for the week and cook maybe vegetables and rice or something. He does some some decent meal prepping because that guy eats a lot. Mm-hmm. So he makes a pretty significant amount of food for the daytime when he's at work. His lunchbox is a small cooler that most people would take for a family picnic. <laughs> it's bonkers. Good anyway. for him. That's awesome that he's so well prepared. That's awesome. Yeah, he gets uh, the rage. He doesn't eat like nonstop. So <laughs> I, I call that the psychoglycemia. I get that too. <laughs> yes. He gets that. And he's also, so on the positive side though, he is the maker of the big Sunday dinner that I kind of mentioned. Okay. And then I tend to be the cook during the week, um, usually getting dinner ready because we generally eat when he gets home. We eat pretty early. Uh, so the Sunday dinner often results in leftovers to make Monday night easier as well. And then I also mentioned that we tried that cook once eat all week book. Right. And it gives you, you kind of prepare those basic ingredients on Sunday and then you remix the ingredients into different meals for the, for there's three recipes for the week. It's a great system, but I got to be honest, I, I loved all of the food. It was all so good, but it was, I found it to be a little tiring trying a new recipe every night for three nights in a row. I crave to just go back to something easy. So do you think now that you've done those recipes that they are more familiar and it wouldn't be as much of a mental load to do it the next time? If I did those ones again, absolutely. And I will for sure. I will do them again. Um, But I think it would help me like to read back over them as well to kind of like before I'm going to make them rather than, you know, coming home and trying to get Ethan to do homework and trying to follow a recipe for the first time. Right. eh, I just, I kind of like that not nutty life. So anyway, not that that's nutty, but you know, after work. Right. Yeah, I get it. You just want it to be easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, Uh, In terms of prepping, you should also mention your green juice because you talk to me about that all the time. Yeah. So I do, I only make it every other day because it makes up two containers. It's enough that it makes, um, I think it makes about a liter and a half. So I'll split that into two. So I only have to make it every other day. So and that's what day. you, that's what you have every morning for breakfast. Yeah. I bring it with me to work and I'll chug it. And I'll, um, when we talk about recipes, I'll include that recipe. Okay, cool. Because it's a good way to get some veg if you're not wanting to eat a lot of veg, which I am not. Gotcha. Yeah. So how about you? What's prepping look so like? So in terms of prepping, um, on a weekend that's pretty good, uh, and so lately we're watching football on Sunday. So on Sunday morning before football, uh, we are making football food. And so we often use this time to do the prep for John's lunches for the week and anything else that can be prepped ahead of time for the week. So okay. uh, this week... John, uh, he sometimes will do chicken breasts, as you mentioned that Jeff does, but what he likes to do is he'll take ground chicken and he fries it up and then he puts a bunch of eggs in it and a bunch of peppers and onions and then some spice. And then he sort of has these like ground chicken bowls sort of, and then he'll take that with some hot sauce on it. And that'll be one of his meals that he takes for work. And then there's also some weeks where he'll just make peanut butter and jam sandwiches. So uh, he's good. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. He's sometimes really into, okay, I'm going to have these meals. And then often whatever we make for the dinner, there's enough left over that he'll take that for lunch the next day or Um, eat one of us. Well, have you ever seen 
the joke. It's like a meme online and it's meal prep and it's someone has like all those containers laid out and then they have a big box of pizza and it's like they're putting a slice of pizza in each container. Perfect. Amazing meal that's prep. What, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. And um, some weeks, and, and I'll talk about this in recipes as well, we make up some recipes that we can double up on while we're making them and then we put one of them in the freezer. So yeah. then that sort of becomes like a go-to when it's one of those nights where we just don't feel like doing anything or we just don't have something prepped. And then it's just like, oh, take this out of the freezer, pop it in the oven. So that's a really yeah. great way. And I think a lot of people do that, uh, freezer meal yeah. prep. Yeah. So yeah, and I it, highly and recommend it's it. it's easy to kind of, if you're already doing it. Right, yeah, um, just double it up. Kind of just, yeah. And then you're, isn't it the best feeling? Don't you just feel like the smarmiest jerk when you take out that prepared food? You're like, yeah, I got my life together. <laughs> it does feel like you have your life together. I have that same feeling when I put a whole bunch of stuff in the crock pot on a Thursday morning and then I leave the house at 8 a.m. and it's ready to yes. go when I get home after work. I just feel like I've accomplished everything I need to accomplish and it's only 8 a.m. Yeah. So like, the crock pot oh, recipes uh, are key. Yeah. Those are clutch, as we've been saying lately. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Very good. All right, should we, do we want to go on to some recipes? Yeah, because that whole talk about the cook something, double it up. Yep. Do you know what I do that with? Tell me. Chicken pot pie. Yeah, we've done that before too. Oh, Amazing. Love so it. Good. And this recipe that we're going to link to, it's from Canadian Living. And it's one that I've been using for a long, like I think since we lived in our old house. So I don't know how long. Anyway, a long time. It's a great recipe. And we often made it before as well. Like you can make it not in the shell. You can just make it in a dish. And oh, scoop it out. that would be perfect. Can, there's lots of variations. Um, but what I've been doing is buying pie shells. Yep. And it makes enough to fill two pie shells. Okay. So I will make one, we'll have it for dinner. And then the other one goes in the freezer and then we take it out and feel like, it's such an easy win because it's, it's good homemade food. And another reason I love having one in the freezer is if something happens um, and you want to drop off food to maybe a friend who's, you know, just had a baby or going through something, it's yeah. such an easy thing to grab and give. And it's such comfort food. Oh, that's totally right. And I used to have, I, was making them for a little bit for my grandma and I was making them in the mini, like the tart shells. Yeah. And she loved it because she could just take a couple out and have them, you know, for dinner, she could just warm them up. Yeah. That's great. So that worked out well, but anyway, so that's a great recipe. My other recipe is for banana muffins. I make these about once a month and I pop them all in the freezer. I take one out each day and put it in Ethan's lunchbox. It's an easy thing to pop in there. They're sugar-free. They get their sweetness from honey and or maple syrup. I add in a little bit of mini chocolate chips and they never come home in his lunchbox. They always get eaten. So that's, like a good some. that's good. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, the other thing is my green veggie juice, which we mentioned. Um, we'll link up to that. It's actually a Dr. Oz recipe. Strangely enough, it called, uh, one of the things it calls for is a pear. You can substitute that for an apple, which I frequently do. Okay. Um, another one. Okay. This is weird. I don't know where this, re it's been in my Google Drive forever, just in a, like a doc. I don't know where it's from. And I put it into Google to try and find where it came from. And I don't know. And I've been making it 
like just looking at the age of like the document, I think I've been making it for over 10 years. I don't know where it's from. Neat. But it's potato leek soup and there's no cream or dairy in this. Okay. So, which is uncommon for a potato leek soup. Sure. It's usually creamy. Usually creamy. So I just pasted in the text for this in there. I don't know what's going to work best, but it's a really good go-to recipe. I don't, you might want to try this one. Okay. Because I don't think there's anything in it that you would have trouble with. Well, anytime I can usually like substitute, but I'm looking at it. It looks good. Yeah. And also soups in general at this time of year are so good. It's like using the crock pot, getting the soups in. It's such a lovely time of year. Plus, usually all of those things that go in those soups are in season. You get them at the market, you get them at the grocery store right now. It's good. It's awesome. And it's such a tasty one. I love leeks. It's great. And then I just mentioned that chili as well. So I quickly threw in. I understand that there are issues with eating a lot of food out of cans. Mm -hmm. There are concerns there. Absolutely. This is an easy one to make, though, where you go and you just grab all these cans, you throw them in your slow cooker, bingo, bango, tasty chili. Okay. It's like a so, good, yeah. Well, I would say, convictions. sure, I'm sure there's issues with the cans, and I'm sure we could get into that, but still this vegetable chili is going to be more nutritious and better for you than going through a you know, traditional burger-based drive-thru. Yes. So, vegetable chili. And this chili. is also a good one to make, and... If you were making it to bring to watch football or exactly that's right with some chips and you can add meat to it very easily as well. It just happens to be one that is a, when we make chili, it's just easy. Okay, great. But anyway, those are, those are the foods that tend to be these like long-term ones that we come back to. Cool. So anyway, what do you got? Well, I will mention that, um, uh, several years ago, I used to do a lot of recipes on my blog and all of the recipes are still there. So a lot of my go-to oh, cool. recipes are on my blog. So I'll link to those in the show notes, but some of my favorites, and I do have the recipe up there in my blog, I have a sweet potato shepherd's pie mm. and it's really yummy. And that's one of the ones that I'll double up. And I think the recipe that I have on my blog actually calls for all the ingredients to make two at a time and nice. then put in one in the freezer. Um, I, I like to make sweets and beets and that is... You chop up beets, you chop up sweet potatoes, you put them in a roasting dish, you add some coconut oil, you put them in the oven and let them roast and they get a little bit caramelized on the edges and they're a perfect side for Thanksgiving or Christmas or just to eat on their own if you want to have just a nice veggie dish. And that's a go-to that I'll take with me as a dish when I go to people's places. People love it because it's this sweet, yummy, comfort it's so good. So sweets and beets, that's also And I bet it's pretty too. It is. It's beautiful. It's like bright, bright, like the purple of the beets and then the orange of the sweet potatoes. It's really nice. Nice. Uh, There's a butternut squash soup that um, I'll link to there. And as I mentioned, John likes to go to Pinterest to get ideas. And as I said, I like to Google a paleo version of whatever I'm looking for because I know it'll be gluten-free. That's a really good tip. Yeah. It's just because uh, I could type in gluten-free, but gluten-free often has other connotations. Like it's still got a lot more ingredients sometimes. And I just want it to be yeah. simple. I like just having simple, a small number yeah. of ingredients. So that's a good option. Yeah, basic. Exactly. Well, yeah, basic. I don't know if I'm there, but basic when it comes to my recipes. You got it. All right. So I'll link to some cool. of those recipes. I'll link to all of yours and to mine in the show notes if people think any of those are sounding tasty and they want to give them a try. Yeah. So we do have all these lovely, healthy recipes that we've mentioned or our go-tos, but what I want to know and what our listeners I'm sure want to know from both of us is, 
Jenny, what do you do in a pinch or when you don't feel like it or when you don't have anything planned or when it's one of those nights and you're like, ah, it's 7 p.m. and I'm starving? Although I don't think that maybe that doesn't happen to you because you have a kid, but like you get, the, you get the sense. It's more like, ah, it's five o'clock and I'm starving. Because <laughs> um, that happens. Sure. I would say mm, once a week at least. Very common on a Friday. Yeah. Um, we do try to plan for those nights and intentionally plan something very easy that we know we like. So for example, frozen pizza, I always have a couple of those in the freezer and I mentioned burgers. We had those tonight. Those are two things that we all like and we'll cook up if, if we're in the mood for something like just like whatever, we don't want to eat what we have. Um, or if we've been like eating out a lot and we are like, oh, okay, let's just eat at home, but we don't want to make much. Those are easy. Yeah. Um, I sort of feel grateful that we don't live closer to the center of town because I feel like if we did, it would be very tempting to grab food as we're driving through town. So I think that's, that's probably good. But that said, you know, sometimes we resort to the frozen pizza, but sometimes we just go out. Sometimes we plan it. Sometimes we don't, but we really like Cadoba to get burritos. We love Domino's loves me some dominoes and can't be an all day breakfast type place. Yeah. Like open kitchen here at St. Thomas. We love it there. Okay, cool. Yeah. How about you? Uh, well, I would say, um, that in a pinch we order gluten-free pizza also from Domino's sometimes. Is it decent? It's okay. I've had better gluten-free pizza, (laughs) gluten-free pizza, but that's easiest and the quickest. Okay. Um, but um, we also go to a place like Chipotle or Qdoba or Burrito Boys or Bar Burrito. And all of those are kind of similar in that you can get somewhat fresh ingredients. And that's what I like yeah. about them. And then it's rice and beans. So there's nothing about it that seems terribly offensive in terms of being super processed. And I know that there's some, but it, as it's, I think it's the good of the fast food for sure. Yes. Um, I also right. love Middle Eastern food like barakat or tahinis where they have hummus and uh, tahini. Yeah. And I love that. So we'll often get that. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, that's like pretty much a go-to. We often have in our freezer, you mentioned frozen pizza. We have frozen gluten-free pizza shells that we just can add sauce and usually olives and a bit of bacon and hot peppers to and put in the oven and they're pretty quick and they're easy. So that's sort of one of the easy ones that is always in the freezer. If we, uh, if we're looking for a quick go-to, that's not, you know, we have to do a little prep, but not too much. Yes. That's so handy, isn't it? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. And um, when if you're listening and, and uh, you have something to add to this conversation, we would want to hear about it. We want to know what do you do in a pinch? What do you do for your food planning? What do you do for your food prepping? Uh, I'm sure <laughs> that people have amazing ideas that we haven't mentioned here, and we would love to hear about them. Definitely so we can steal some good ideas and also so yeah. that we can pass them on to the listeners if it's something we haven't mentioned. So get in touch, send us an email uh, or find us on the socials. Awesome. I would love to know if there's something. I'm looking for any advice we can take. You got it. Yeah. So, hey, let's move on because you know what it's time for. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, me likey. Ooh, me likey. It's our segment that's formerly known as What Are You Digging Lately? And we like to talk to each other about podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, random internet hilarity, anything like that. Things that we've come across and we share it with you because we think maybe you will likey too. 
So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. What you got? So this week, the thing I'm liking, Umi Likey, is Halloween camping at McGregor Point Provincial Park. Yes. So this is something that John and I have participated in every year for the last five years. We go with John's brother and his wife, our brother, my brother and sister-in-law, and our two nieces, Sienna and Mara. And it's so fun. Uh, it's basically every site there decorates their site all spooky for Halloween. And then on the Saturday night, everybody goes out and goes trick-or-treating. And all the adults get dressed up in costume as well. Nobody has to drive anywhere. It's safe. The kids love it better than actual Halloween. It's very fun. And for John and I, we love it because it's fun, but we also really love it because we don't have children of our own. And this is one of the traditions that is now locked in where we are doing our best to, as I say, inject ourselves into the memories of these little people. And it's very cool. And they are very excited about it. They talk about it for weeks beforehand. They talk about it afterwards. So it's very fun to see how excited they get. And um, it was great. So this year, John and I dressed up as I was the cookie monster and he was the cookie. So, I think that's so cute. So, and can we just talk about uh, your camping tent situation? Because <laughs> you sent me a picture of your tent, and I was so quickly distracted by the fact that there was a full a, a, a table set up in your tent that had several appliances on it. Yeah, when you take a couple of appliances camping, it's more like glamping. So we got a yeah. tent that is big enough that John could stand up in it because that was what his qualifications were. Okay. And uh, I can stand straight up in it and I can jump up and down inside it. And what? we, yeah, it's huge. It's 14 by nine feet. Uh, we've dubbed it the Taj McCall because John's <laughs> last name is McCall. And so we had a full queen size bed that was on one of those stands, like not a you know how they have those beds that you can blow up, but it has a stand. So it like looks like you a normal guys bed. are hilarious. <laughs> and I brought all the bedding and, uh, and then we had a table set up with a coffee maker and the ice maker. And I also brought, um, a slow cooker, which we did not have in the tent because critters can get through the tent if they can smell food. So the, the, the uh, slow cooker that had breakfast in it went in our, um, my brother and sister-in-law's trailer overnight, okay. but, uh, it was great. Also, this tent has a light switch. You can turn it on and lights come on in the tent, like a little what? switch on the side of the door. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, not kidding. Is it like a little LED battery pack or something? It's four, it's four D batteries and you put it in and it's like lights across the whole top of the tent with like you can, it dims down. So it's like one, one setting and then it can dim down to another setting. It's fantastic. I love the full bed and everything. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous and a bit indulgent, but this is how we go camping. So, and by the way, this yeah. is our first year in an actual tent. The last few years, we slept in the car. And when I say we slept in the car, uh, in the back of the SUV with the one seat out. Yes. So if we had enough room, but you can, like, it's hard because you, you sit up, I get out in the night to pee, the lights come on, it's dinging. Yeah. <laughs> so at least yeah. in the tent, it was more like real camping. So yeah, we had a oh really gosh. fantastic time and I loved it. You guys are hilarious. So yes, just, just another one of our adventures. Yeah, so good. What are you digging Too this fun. week? What are you umi liking? I'm loving my friend's email newsletter. So it's called Recipe Inspo, and we will link up to it. And according to her site, it is delivered fresh and free to your inbox every Friday morning, giving you a hand-picked selection of the newest recipes from top food bloggers. My lovely friend Lisa scours the internet and her favorite 
uh, food bloggers and she puts this together um, to send out. And she's also a regular listener to this podcast. Oh my goodness. Um, Hi, Lisa. Hey, girl. (laughs) Um, So in a roundup of pumpkin recipes, she mentioned a pumpkin muffin recipe that was from the same website as my banana recipe I linked to. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like all jazzed because, you know, fall pumpkins. Sure. So I, I got to it and made it and it was so, so good. However, downside, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to pumpkins. What? What happened? <laughs> um. Well, you know, when we carve pumpkins, I always get a rash on my arms and I know this and I just figured I have a skin reaction. And <laughs> oh, I guess no. I don't eat a lot of pumpkins, but these were really, really good. So I ate a couple. And I noticed my ears felt weird and my throat, my eyes, like I I kind of felt weird. And I thought, oh, that's weird. Later on after dinner, I ate a couple more and it happened again. And this is when I started to clue in, oh, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. So here's the worst part. Okay. I go to go to work the next day. I'm in a bit of a rush and I, they were on the counter and I was like, oh, bam, perfect. I'm going to take some muffins to eat for breakfast. I bring them to work. I pound back two of them. And within 10 minutes, I'm like itchy McGee. And I felt horrible for the rest of the day. So I'm fairly certain I'm, I don't know if it's the pumpkins or maybe some of the pumpkin, the spices you use. Wow. Anyway, that's all. Let's move on to our next segment. It's called You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during the segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. You've got the win, my friend. I'm up for the win this week. And my win is that I have been super consistent working out with my trainer two times a week for the last six weeks. What? So for those listeners who aren't aware, I had a pretty bad back injury in the summer because of a trampoline incident. Um, And uh, I decided that I was going to take action and get working with this trainer. So the good news is I'm out of pain. So yay for that. I'm definitely getting stronger and I'm seeing evidence of a change. So I am able to do things that I would not have been able to do or even thought possible only six weeks ago. So it's kind of cool that there really is something to the fact that if you do something regularly, it brings results. It's this whole business of being consistent. It's like every habit that we've talked about. Who knew? Who knew? So I've been extremely consistent and I'm feeling like it's a big win. And it's especially a big win as John and I are starting the countdown to get ready for our winter snowboarding vacation in December. I want to be strong and fit and healthy and not have any back pain when we go snowboarding. So um, and on that note, there was 21 centimeters of snow at Big White yesterday. Seriously? Gosh, it yes. seems hard to believe we're at that time of year. That's right. Um, what's your learn this week, Jenny? Um, well, I broke my meditation streak. So what? That, and not just a little bit. Okay, what happened? Like a, like a lot. Um, well, I just, I straight up broke it. Um, we've been having this issue with Ethan not sleeping well lately and he's been getting up several times a night. It feels like we have a tiny baby again. Okay. Um, so therefore I've not been sleeping well and it's just not enjoyable to wake up early and meditate. I just want that sleep pretty bad. Okay. Um, and it just hasn't naturally fit into any other part of the day, but 
I'm going to get back on top of it because the last couple nights have been going better. We've made a couple changes to his sleep environment that are making it better. So, Oh, dear. Well, I'm glad you're going to get back to the meditation because I know because you've told me and uh, that how important it is in terms of your overall well-being. So, yeah. Um, And also breaking the streak, as you say, sometimes it's sometimes good to like break it to reevaluate and then decide if you want to get back to it. Sometimes it's good to feel the pain of missing it. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and know how different you feel and go, I'm missing that. And that kind of re-ups your interest. It confirms it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, that's it for this episode of the Improvement Project. Remember to let us know some of your favorite recipes so we can try them out and pass them on to our listeners. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show, and we really hope that you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's the most common way that new listeners find our show. We also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I'm an idea factory. What else do you need? More ideas. Like just keep pumping them out. Uh, a company that makes thank you cards for the thank you cards. It's a never ending business. That's great. You know what else? <laughs> I like that you are able to just move right through that because you're so used to me. 